Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision to You Big Book Study. My name is Nessa R., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Friday, May 7, 2021, and we are reading from the Big Book on page 55, paragraph 4, that starts with, We Can Only Clear the Ground a Bit. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Dory P., 12 Traditions, Denise H., and the text, Vanita L., Megan P., Tenzin P. Our newcomer greeter is Jason K., and the host for the second unrecorded hour is Mo H. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, May 6, 2021, are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 16897, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 16897. 898 and I apologize for the background noise that was my dog playing with his toys. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And now I will ask Dory P. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, Dory. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, family. Dory P. Grateful Compulsive Overeater from Georgia. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people, whatever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the results of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Dory. And Denise H. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Denise. 
Hi, Denise. This is Star One. <coughs> I'm sorry. It, un- it unmuted me. So I'm Denise. I'm in South Carolina. I'm a compulsive overeater. And these are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our Two, for our great purpose, there is but one authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. <clears throat> Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, what we, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, please press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study from the big book. We are on page 55. Paragraph four that begins with, we can only clear the ground a bit. And I will ask uh, Vanita L. to please um, start the reading. Good morning, Good morning everyone. Vanita. Good morning. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Go ahead. Vanita L. from Georgia, 
covered compulsory reader, we can only clear the ground a bit if our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself. Then, if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. So we've been talking about clearing away our prejudices and the thoughts we have and beliefs about um, God and that we had found that third great reality that's deep inside of us. So I was really impressed um, when I read about the great reality um, because I was taught of a God who lived up in the clouds up and outside of myself and I've actually found God there too everywhere (laughs) but um, it's really brilliant this reading that's helping us to clear the ground a bit and to help us to see with new eyes and open eyes and fresh eyes and my ideal is to do that on a daily basis because universe if you will God this higher power that encompasses everything is so vast and so immense and so completely infinite that to me it is completely incomprehensible and I just pieces. You know, I get different glimpses of God, like the blind man touching an elephant. I get different pieces of God, but it's constantly growing and expanding and um, it requires me to hopefully keep an open mind every day and an open heart to be guided in every single moment um, so that I keep my connection with that um, whatever we want to call it fresh and um, that I'm focused on service to others while also staying true to that Thank you. Thank you very much, Vanita. Um, and um, before we take names, I uh, want to remind you, although we share, we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others may share their experience too. Um, who would like to share? Melissa C. Linda. Janet P. Kathy Maria. One second, one second. There was somebody between Kathy and Maria. Karen K. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'll tell you who I have. Um, I have uh, some of, some of the, 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 the initials of the last names I've met, but I have Melissa C., Linda D., Janice C., Kathy, Karen K., and Maria. So this is a good crowd. Um, let's go with that. We're going to start with Melissa C., followed by Linda D. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for your service this morning, NASA. This is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. Um, you know, I love this paragraph um, because it's a, it's a promise, and it's a reassurance. And I think... Um, you know, I know, like, I had a lot of confusion. I thought at step two I was going to get the consciousness of my belief. Like, I was going to know 
what God was. I was going to understand what this God thing was. And then then I would, you know, magically get thin and be able to do the work and everything would be great. And it's actually, that's not what it's saying. It's saying it's going to come. It's like a reassurance. It's like you're in the in the water and you see the boat is coming to rescue you. And that's really what it is. It's It's just a reassurance. And it tells me what I can do to help um to help have this consciousness this this awakening occur for me, you know one is I've gotta sweep away prejudice, like all preconceived notions, no more judging religious people, like I can't critically evaluate my own religion or anyone else's i you know and no more contempt prior to investigating. And I have to have that attitude today. Nothing should be beneath my consideration. Um, you know, and the other thing it says is to think honestly. And, you know, the word honest is like everywhere in this book. And, um, I, you know, I know for myself it's because I struggled with honesty. And I can still struggle with honesty. You know, I can be a victim of my own of my own inner lying voice, you know, and the problem with that voice is the only person it has to you know convince is the one that's creating the lie to begin with, so we're kind of in a in a pickle there um but i can I can really be honest, I can try to think honest, I can push away thoughts that are dishonest that are self centered you know, and the other one here is searching diligently and uh, the you know yesterday I watched my son he was looking for a pair of sweats in um, the laundry basket and he kind of stood in front of the basket like maybe hoping I was going to find it for him Um, but you know he wasn't in luck he actually had to to do some searching himself and I think if I want a relationship with God I've got to get in there I've got to search diligently you know it's not it's not a sit back kind of endeavor. We're told really at step two to spend, you know, if I'm going to search diligently for God, for a relationship with God, it means I have, I've got to seek it. I've got a lot of work to do around it. And if I do Hi. that, then thank you. I'll just finish up. Then the consciousness of my belief comes to me. Then I get awakened to a belief. And that's been my experience. My belief has awoken. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. Uh, next up, Linda D., followed by Janice C. Good morning, Linda. I think it's Linda R. I, I didn't give you my oh. last initial. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Any, All right, sure, go thank ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Linda R., recovered in South Florida. Just very grateful to the fellowship and to your service and everyone on the line. So this paragraph, when I was listening to the person, you know, sharing about it, um, the willingness came up for me. And, you know, in step one, you know, it talks about honesty as all, which is the principle. Um, you know, the principles for me are my higher power. You know, I live them every day. And it's, you know, my higher power source so that, you know, I know that when I'm not in that, you know, that I'm God taps me on the shoulder and he lets me know that I'm not working one of his of the principles of the steps. However, the first step, honesty, and then... Um, I just feel that um, the willingness for me, I, you know, when I came into program, I was so powerless and I had to be willing. I was forced into willingness into the program and I had to surrender my will, but it took a very, very long time. 
And I still work on that every day. But what came into my mind is also, you know, step three, you know, turning my will over. That's the most difficult thing that I experienced with this program, really trusting God in step three and turning my life over and really being willing every day to do that. And that's what I think this paragraph is really talking about, the practice, you know, constantly practicing, turning my will over and having, you know, a cultivation and my higher power. It's taken me a lifetime to get this collaboration and cooperation and to be in alignment with what God really wants me to be and what God really wants me to do. So every day I take the first three steps every day and then I continue working 4 through 12 and, you know, really like getting in alignment with what my higher power, who's very personal to me, and is constantly, you know, I'm constantly enlarging. You know, my, um, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in a senior, I'm senior citizen right now and we're um, moving to a new community. I'm leaving a place that I've lived in for 42 years. So, so many feelings are coming up and this is where push comes to shove. I really need to turn my life over and trust God and trust the process. So that's really what I have to share about this paragraph. I just think that constant practice, 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 listen, 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 meetings, 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 and just keep working these steps every day to the best of my ability. Thanks for allowing me to share. Thank you, Linda R. Janice C., followed by Kathy. Good morning, Janice. Oh, hi, it's Janet B., like big book, um, recovered oh, from compulsive, it's fine, um, recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. So I'm looking at that line that says, with this attitude, you cannot fail. They're telling me, if I do these things, I can't fail to find God. I mean, how can they make a promise like that? And then I look two paragraphs above. And it says, deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. And that is an astounding line. That tells me that when God created us, created me, he gave me like two eyes, a nose, two ears, a mouth, and the fundamental idea of himself. He planted that inside of me. He must love me a whole lot if he plants the idea of himself inside of me. And then it tells me what the prejudices are, what obscures me from realizing that he's there and it's calamity, like the bad things going on in the world. Like how could a God, a loving God create human, allow human trafficking? And then I think of what Ebby said to Bill back on, I think it's page 11, when Bill said to him, you know, gosh, what I've seen in the war doesn't look like God's in charge, looks like the devil's the boss. And Ebby didn't argue with him. He just said, as soon as I gave my life to this God, God removed my obsession to drink. So I have to look at my views, um, the things that I think are wrong with the world. If I were God, I wouldn't allow whatever. The pomp, which is thinking I know better, and worship of other things. What are my idols, right? Things like my kids growing up and wanting to go to church my kids getting into a good college, you know, getting married, having a baby, all that kind of stuff. Those are the things that blocked my view of God. How did I get rid of them? For me, it was just saying, God, I've always thought I knew what you were like and what you wanted of me. I'm willing to admit it's all wrong and to start over and let you show me what you're like 
and how I can worship you. And then I just set about doing everything I thought that this God might want me to do. And with that, those promises really came true. And now, now I believe with this attitude, I didn't fail and none of us would fail. And when we get into a love relationship with a God like that, there's no way the food obsession can live. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janet B. Um, next up, Kathy, followed by Karen Kay. Kathy, if you can give me your, the initial of your last name, please. Good morning. This is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive eater from Montreal, Canada. Uh, such great shares. Oh, my goodness. So happy to be here, learning so much. Um, you know, I, I, the paragraph here says we can only clear the ground a bit. You know, what is he talking about the ground, you know? And I, I believe it's like the foundation, right? This is the foundation of, of, the, of the whole of our program. The solution, right, is um, coming to believe in a greater than ourselves that will relieve us, right? That will restore us to sanity. Um, and they're saying if our testimony help sweep away any prejudice, right? So they try to help us to put aside everything that we think we know, because they too thought like that, right? And if, and it, which will enable us to think honestly. So why honestly? Because at the very top, the first paragraph, it says that, you know, um, we had been seeing another kind of light, a spiritual liberation from this world, people who rose above their problems, right? That's like the, a higher road. Um, they said that God made this possible, and we only smiled. Like we had seen spiritual release, which is the, the solution, but like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. Like, how do I know if it's true or not? How do I know that, you know, if there is a God or isn't a, there is or isn't a God? Right? But I would tell myself there isn't. But how do I know? What do I know? So you're telling me to think honestly, to search diligently within yourself, and to join this broad you know, highway, um, once I change my attitude, right? And the attitude that maybe there is, maybe I could be totally wrong. Why don't I try to seek this higher power, right? Why don't I come into God's consciousness? And I've come to see that when I do put everything aside, when I start, you know, uh, a prayer practice meditation, you know, a sponsor said to me, I want you to build a relationship with a higher power. I was like, oh, what about the food? What about this? And what about that? Right? So that never left me. And she said, I want you to pray and meditate for 30 minutes. And that still stuck with me. And I, and I carried this message to others because it helped me so much. So when I act as if there was a higher power, my life gets better. And that's where it started. That's where it grows. And when I don't, it doesn't. It's very simple. Here it's just telling me to make a beginning. Act as if God is listening. God is there. God cares for me. I know because down deep I have love, compassion, and I want to practice this in my life, forgiveness. And I stay in the reality and the consciousness of a higher power. And there is where I'm relieved, released, spiritual, spiritual liberation. Um, and those are the promises. So I'm just going to pass there. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy C. Um, Karen K., it's your turn, followed by Maria. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Um, thank you for your service and a wonderful, wonderful shares. Hi, my name is Karen Cagle. 
a recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credit stone transfer. Well, you know, I used to um, kind of skimp over this chapter. Um, you know, back in the day, yeah, I got God. He's got my back. I don't need this chapter. I don't need this chapter. And uh, I have a blessed opportunity, as I've shared in the past, about, you know, taking this 12-month uh, course and, you know, the 12 steps. And, uh, man, this we agnostic stuff is pretty, pretty powerful stuff. It's really deep. And, um, you know, a uh, God is within me, is within you, it's within, you know, everybody on this line, whether they like it or not. And I didn't, I said, no, 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 I go to church for God. And, and I've got it at home too, but, you know, that's where it really kicks out, right? No, no, no. Um, you know, the fundamental idea of God is in all of us, you know, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and should be treated as such. So that means my mind, my thoughts, my words need to be the same. Of course, I'm human. I'm going to say some stupid stuff. I'm not going to be kind. I'm not going to be the person that God had intended me to be because if I say that, I would be lying. All I need to know is is to trust that, trust that fundamental idea of God and knowing that my God has my back. And then when I look at someone else, or if I get disturbed with someone else, I can look at them now and say, they are a child of God too. God created that person too. And for some reason, I'm able to look at that person with a different light. I can see the essence of the person, then the exterior. Um, what are they really about? And actually listen to the other person. Because God works through people. I mean, this meeting's already on fire this morning. Okay, so God is working already through everybody who spoke so far. I am so glad that I, I have a vision for you to come to because my whole recovery changed when I got on this meeting. My whole recovery changed, and I was able to say things anew. And um, I'm just so grateful to be a student of life and a student of, of, of the big book. And with that, I'll pass on all you mothers. This weekend, you have a wonderful Mother's Day. And if you're a cat or a pet owner, you're a mom too. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Karen Kay. Maria, uh, it's your turn. Uh, please give me the initial of your last name. Maria, please press star one. Okay, I did. I'm Mariana Carlos Overeater. I think this is my first time on this meeting. It's been really great to hear the shares, so I think I'll be quiet for now. Thank you for letting me share. Oh, well, thank you uh, for coming on the meeting. We'd love to have you. So uh, we're ready to take more names. Let me first say we are on page 55, Paragraph four that starts with, we can only clear the ground a bit. And um, if um, you have shared your experience either uh, Wednesday or Thursday, we ask that you let others um, share their experience too. So um, who would like to share? Shanna C. Joanne N. Liz E. UK. Sheila R. 
Pam R. Nessa R, are you there? There you are. I'm here. I'm, I'm writing furiously, so I have Shana S, Joanne M, Liz E, Sheila R, Pam R, and we have, uh, you can take one or two more names. Davalyn E. Evelyn E. Okay, let's go with that. Um, Shana S, Joanne M, Liz E, Sheila R, Pam R, and Evelyn E. So, Shana, um, followed by Joanne, please go ahead. Good morning. This is Shana C uh, from Tennessee, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Eater. Um, uh, ditto to what everyone said about the scene of great meeting already. And just real quick for me, um, very grateful that I didn't have to have um, concept of a higher power figured out before um, being able to actually make use of spiritual principles. And because uh, if that had to be the case, I wouldn't be recovered now because I'm um, my concept of God is continuing to grow and change. And uh, and I, 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 I can't believe I'm abstinent. I mean, <laughs> the longer I'm in these steps and the more inventory that I do and the, and the more I try to help others, more work with people, the more... I seek this uh, the God of my understanding, the more flawed I realize I am, and the more I realize how much he's actually helping me. Um, it's like the more broken that I see that I am, the more of God's power gets in there because somehow humil- that mixture of humility just kind of happens when I see how much I'm in need of a higher power and how wrong I've been about um, the God of my understanding, and I'm so grateful that I get to be wrong. Um, and then I get to get better, and I get to help others. And who knew that my dark past would become my greatest asset? Just with it, I could actually help avert death and misery for people um, just by sharing my experience, what, what what I was like, what happened, and what I'm like now, um, and what I did to get well. Um, and it wasn't what what I what I did really was uh, believe a bunch of lies my whole life. Um, thinking that I could run my life myself and um, make my own decisions and think I know things because I thought I was, that's what I was supposed to do. I didn't know I was designed to depend on a, career, uh, on a higher power and that power would honestly do for me what I couldn't do for myself. So it's like the more I see I can't do for myself, the more God does for me and helps me. And we get to become... Uh, practical demonstrations of his power and evidence of a power greater than ourselves that he's real. Um, anyway, grateful to be abstinent. I, it's, it's a miracle for my life. Um, I got really desperate, really willing, begged God, whatever was out there for help, and I got led to you guys, and the obsession was lifted. These steps, because I was introduced to these steps again for the very first time, took them. The obsession had stayed gone, haven't found it necessary to eat. Uh, compulsively and my life is continuing to get better and better and better as a result and I couldn't be more grateful a day at a time thanks that's all I have Uh, God bless you guys happy Friday happy Mother's Day happy weekend awesome stuff thanks thank you Shana C next up Joanne M followed by Liz E Um, go ahead Joanne hi Good morning, good day. My name is Joanne M, and I'm uh, 
I recovered compulsory war eater in Sweden. Thank you so much for service and all the great shares today. What an amazing meeting and uh, amazing paragraph as well. What this paragraph tells me today is that uh, I have to do the job. <laughs> I have to uh, search diligently within myself you know, to find the solution, that I have help on the way. And uh, thank God for all the ice cream, all the Snickers bars and uh, all the cheesecake that drove me in to see that I was completely powerless. Uh, and I, I got the step one experience. And with that, I, I didn't really have another choice than, you know, come to believe that, uh, that, uh, that there was a solution that, uh, that I could recover if I, if I worked this program. It was, you know, uh, choosing between choosing the spiritual way or choosing death. It's, it's as easy as that. And step two, step two is like, that's like the engine or like the engine in my Volvo here. <laughs> and uh, uh, coming to step two, uh, step one is like the engine in my Volvo. And coming to step two, that's like you're starting to put the fuel into this car, you know, and get it going. And that's what the steps is about, you know, putting in fuel in, into my Volvo so I can get going, get going and keep going. Because I need to, to continue to work this program one day at a time. Uh, regardless uh but if i do that uh god keeps me abstinent it's as easy as that and that is so amazing i cannot keep myself abstinent but god keeps me abstinent if i do work this program and if i continue to work the program uh, so really grateful today thank you so much for service thanks for all the shares again and uh Thanks for vision, amazing meetings. Thank you so much. With that, I pass. Thank you, Joanne M. Uh, Liz E., um, you're up, followed by Sheila R. Good morning, Liz. Morning. Liz E. from the UK, recovered compulsive overeater, and E for elegant, and I'm available for sponsoring on WhatsApp and Skype. Um, wow, this paragraph. Um, only this morning I was talking to a sponsee and um, what God gave me was a picture of, um, we call them motorways here in the UK. I think that's your highways. They're the roads that you can go fast and what have you. Um, and he showed me a picture of, you know, un these God blockers are like having a massive um, accident in the middle of these motorways. So I'm, deciding to go on a journey from Bristol to Oxford, for example. And that would take me about 90 minutes. But if there's a massive accident, it might take me six hours or it might take, I might not get there at all. And this picture of this accident was showing me that these are the God blockers and that this broad highway that God in my higher power asking me to join is, if I listen to God, and unblock my character defects, that will bring me on the broad highway. And it's just really encouraging here. We can only clear the ground a bit. And that's also what I was talking about this morning. Just every day, we do a bit. And all those bits build layers and layers and layers and layers of 
self-discovery and wisdom and knowledge and more and more deeper link with our higher power. And it's just amazing to enable me to think honestly and search diligently within yourself. This isn't about other people. This is me staying in my lane, sticking with the car and travel analogy. This is me about me and how I become the best version and the most authentic version that God wants me to be. And I hope everybody has an amazing day. And thanks, everybody, for your service. Lots of love. Liz E. in the UK. Sorry, I passed. Thank you. Thank you, Liz E. Caught me by surprise. It was muted. Um, Sheila R., you're up next, followed by Pam R. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. Thank you. And thank you for this meeting today. I am Sheila R. from Missouri. I'm a compulsive overeater, recovered by the grace of God, and a recovered bulimic. Um, I just kind of was in deep thought, asking my higher power to speak for me today, because I know if I do it, it's going to, you know, come out goofy, but that's okay, too. Um, I was kind of, this was one was popping out at me is if our testimony helps sweep away prejudice. And I think of testimony, testimony, like in the court of law, the, the truth and nothing but the truth. And my testimony to testify is to, you know, to tell my truth. And that's all I can do in this program is tell what I know, my story, my life, and be honest to work on an honest program and not hide anything anymore where I was before. I was hiding different aspects of my life from my family, from myself. Um, and that's what I need to do is just be honest and forthright just with others with to, to just give what I know. If I don't give what I know, then first of all, I'm not gonna get better. And I'm not, by giving my story, I might help others and they can relate because by relations, relationships and stories, that's how we can uh, fellowship in this program is our truth. And that's what brings us together to know that we're not alone in this. We're not alone in our food and our disease. And that's just, like I said, that's what popped off the page at me. And I just kind of held on to that and help sweep away the prejudice, the prejudice that, um, you know, I'm the only one out there. I'm the one that no one's like me. No one's like that person. You know, I, how can, you know, it's just, yeah, that this is a community, a community of people who have a disease that are getting better and we're wanting to get better or we won't be on this line today. And that's all I have to say today. Have a good weekend. Happy Mother's Day. I pass. Thank you, Sheila. Next up, Pam R., followed by Evelyn E. Good morning, Pam. Yes. Uh, good morning. This is Pam R. in Texas, recovered compulsive overeater. And I had no idea that it was my thinking that made me sick. 
I, I thought it was the food that was keeping me sick. I thought it was the food that was keeping me sad and stuck and isolated. And what I did was I kept trying to figure things out. And what I think is so beautiful and laid out in this paragraph is it talks about enabling and searching and sweeping. And all of these things are verbs. And the first thing it did was it enabled me to think honestly. Because in my behavior, I didn't have to figure anything out. All I had to do was look at what I did. Because what I did told me what it was that I believed. And what I believed was I believed by eating that it was my job to diffuse my emotions. It was my job to relieve my pain and stress and suffering. It was my job to figure out a path forward and how I was going to get well. And the truth was I didn't have to figure anything out. The only thing that I needed to do was I needed to be honest. And in being honest, with what was really taking place in my life and how I was prejudiced in my thinking, that I was entrenched and I was just tightly wrapped in this seal of self-pity, that it was all about me and that it was all about me and my food and my story, that if I would just take that and honestly be open and willing and honest to look at it, and allow diligent searching and sweeping things away, then the belief would actually come. And belief is a noun, and it's back to, I don't understand and then do. If I will just do, then I will come to understand. And it opened up like a beautiful flower, And all I had to do was be willing to listen to my sponsor, be willing to take steps, and my life changed. And thank you for letting me share. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Pam. Evelyn E., you're up, and then we'll take some more names. Good morning, Evelyn. We don't hear you. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Nessa. This is Davalyn with a D from Manitoba. Oh, Davalyn. Oh, for sure. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. When I came to Vision this winter, I had been in OA for quite a few years. And I did everything I was supposed to. I worked the steps many times. I sponsored. And I came to vision because something was missing and I didn't know what it was. But I never really felt connected to a higher power. And I got a sponsor. And as that person guided me, through a very intensive, or guides me through a very intensive working at the steps. I kept saying to her, you know, I don't think I'm going to get this. I'm going to fail. I I just, I cannot feel this. 
And she said, you know, you, you have a belief and you act as if you have a God, but you're not connected to God through your heart. She said, just do the work and trust the process. She said that quite a few times to me. And when I read these last two sentences in this paragraph, with this attitude, you cannot fail. And as many people have said before me, the willingness, the hope is there. And I kept and I keep on doing it. And then it says the consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And the presence of a God in my life has definitely come to me. So for everyone who's just beginning, and you know, I've been working at this for almost 75 years, the consciousness of God has come to me. So don't give up. Just work the steps, follow your guide, and a God will come to you. And with that, thank you all for listening, and I will pass. Thank you, Davalyn. Um, we have time for um, three more shares. Who would like to go? Cheryl S. Cher? Michael M. Okay. One more. Carolyn S. H. Okay. This is so I have, I think I have the, the three people. I think it's Cher S, Margot M, and Carolyn S. H. Um, Cher, go ahead, please, followed by Margot. Hi, Cheryl S. from Illinois. Um, compulsive overeater. <clears throat> to me, um, this speaks to me on a lot of different levels. I, um, as a nurse, the first thing I think of is they always tell us um, only semi-half-jokingly that we're supposed to see one, do one, teach one. And I feel like that is the same way with our steps and with our program and helping other people then because in doing that service with other people, we're um, growing our knowledge and growing our base. And I feel like even when we're helping to guide other people through this, that um, it, it cements it in our own head and it keeps us in the right place and in the right mindset. But I also believe that your higher power um, puts you where you're needed and your higher power gives you the experience that you need to meet the needs of the people around you. And it's funny because um, every time I have done an outreach, when I'm um, talking to other people, it's, and it's, you know, like somebody giving me their tenth or something, I have something similar happen that morning so that I can, A, get what they're saying, I can, you know, empathize, and it helps both of us move forward. So... It just expands from you to other people and from them to other people because then they have that experience to deal with that when someone else is calling them. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Cheryl. Um, Margot Ann, you're up next, followed by Carolyn Sage. Hi. Thank you for your service. I'm Michael M. from New York. I, I'm just so grateful 
after several years I've been listening to Vision, how <clears throat> learning about Big Bird in a very intense way, not even, it's just different for me. I, I'm, I'm learning more and more how to treat people, how to love people, how to give of myself without asking anything back. And that's not what I used to be when I was younger. I'll do for you, but what are you going to do for me? Well, you owe me one. And, and today, the higher power, and Nick Bill Wilson, it was definitely higher power expired, in my opinion, that I could be loving and kind to no matter who they are, or who, or it doesn't matter who, what, where, when, and how. I can learn to see uh, the goodness and everything. Uh, just I have a sibling that was really not good to me, and I pray now for that sibling instead of bad-mouthing him. And that's higher power. That's coming to meetings and understanding the book that's so important to me and has been for many years. But now I see things differently. I read things differently. I comprehend things differently. And I act on what I'm taught. And that is the greatest gift for me. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Margot. Thank you, Margo. Um, Carolina Sage, you're up. Carolina Sage, please press um, star one. I was talking away there. Hi, can you hear me? We can hear you now. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for your service. Carolina Sage, um, gratefully recovered in Massachusetts. Um, uh, I'm going to try to be coherent and apologies in advance if I'm not, um, but, uh, I wanted to speak up because, um, this, this book never, um, fails to amaze me, um, no matter how many times I read the same thing, right? Um, so, uh, the word consciousness is what's really jumping out at me today and, um, what this process what going through all 12 steps um, absolutely have done for me is literally bring me into a conscious contact with higher power and, and the word consciousness. So I looked it up um, and uh, um, it, full activity of the mind and senses as in waking life, um, the state of being conscious, awareness of one's own existence, sensations, thoughts, surroundings, etc. Um, and what, oh, an internal knowledge is another definition, awareness, mental activity. Um, consciousness is, is, and it's so funny that we, uh, like, all we have to do in, in terms of sharing it with each other is talk about it, right? But it's a very, um, for me, it's a very personal, it's, a, it's an experience of the awareness, the sensation, the experience of a higher power, um, like literally being in relationship with a higher power. Um, I also, where is it on my phone? I also, um, in the electronic version of the big book, looked up consciousness. There are 13 um, instances of it, and uh, this is the fourth instance of it in the book. Um, and there's 31 instances of the word conscious. Um, and it, it's about bringing, 
like there's always, I'm always conscious of something. And now um, in the recovered state, I have in any given moment, I have the, the, um, let me get my timer. Um, in any given moment, I have, I'm almost done. I have the, um, uh, the option of being conscious of my higher power or being conscious of something else. My time is about to go off, but, um, and my, for me, the current, the next step for me is to bring that consciousness into like interactions. It's really not easy, but it's easiest for me to be conscious of higher power when I'm alone. Fine. Um, thank you. And uh, now it's like when I'm with others, that's, that's a big one for me. So anyway, I hope that made sense and was helpful to someone. Carolyn S.H. in Massachusetts. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. We have time for a two-minute share. Who would like to take it? Larry G. Go ahead, Larry. Larry G. from California. Thank you. So many beautiful shares this morning. Um, yesterday, I went into a place of darkness. I was in fear, and I forgot to invite God into uh, to my life or into that situation. And I got this morning, and I couldn't sleep, and I took a walk, and I realized that I had not invited God into that situation. And I wanted to compulsively eat. I have been recovered since May. Um, but that fear took me to a state where I wanted to destroy myself with food. And we talk about, you know, I've attended meetings ever since I recovered, ever since I surrendered in May of 2017, or, or 2020, I'm sorry. And uh, I think it was being on these calls every day and then calling the newcomer afterwards and having a vision sponsor taking me through the steps and sponsoring others. Because um, my prior 26 years in OA, I, I, I wanted absence, but really didn't want to work for it. And I paid lip service to uh, a power grader myself, but really when it came down to it, I, I wanted full control of, of food and uh, the ability to lose weight, control food. But today, I have a faith that works. That I, in, in another big book, it talks about the worst kind of faith is a, a faith that was dead. And my faith was dead when I came into visions after being in OA for 26 years. Uh, I, was, I had collapsed, and I had a complete surrender that is described in the spiritual experience. And so yesterday... Um, I went back in that darkness, uh, and it was so Hi. familiar. And today I'm, I'm on this call, and I'm just so inspired by people's share, and I thank you for, uh, for your service. Thank you. Thank you, Larry G., for taking us out. Um, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study followed immediately following, uh, immediately following closing. The share ID for today Friday, May 7, 2021, is 16902. And we will now close the reading uh, with the reading from the big book 
um, on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And um, Megan P., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, Megan P. from Durham, with pleasure. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we, uh, we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you.